It's been so long since we had a story. I might as well give you a good one, okay? So come in here right now, click share. And if you're ready for story time, just comment in here and say, I'm ready, okay? But also let me know you shared it, baby. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a man where literally his bedroom, his bedroom stuff was just so perfect? It was it was literally something where, where his stroke was hypnotizing to you. This is only for the grown folks, baby. So put the kids to bed, okay? Tay from Germany, put the babies to bed, okay? Norkeisha um, um, Sigler, put the babies to bed, okay? Sister Super Christian, this one ain't for you, baby, okay? Because I'm going to tell you this. Have you ever had it where literally, where literally it was so A+. plus? You know what I say it when I say it, what I'm talking about? It was so A+, plus that literally you think to yourself, this can't be real. This can't be right. You start to question, is this thing a damn weapon, okay? Because this thing is, is just getting in your head at a certain point in time. You can't focus when you're at work because you wonder where he at. If, if, he say, if he say, baby, I'm going to be late, you, you start to get the question and everything. You say, well, hold on. Where you going with my good loving, baby? If you're not with me, who you with? You see what I'm saying? You even willing to look over his bad traits. Well, baby, I got a bedtime story for you. So I put on I put on a little negligee for you. This was one of my little cute shirts. I got so many see-through things, honey. I got all kinds of things in my closet. Anyway, Law, y'all, so I want you to take this picture this baby. I was a young thing, okay? I was a young thing, barely 20. Thank you so much for sharing this video. Type in this video and let me know you shared it. I was a young thing, barely 20, barely 20, okay? Share this video. It's a good one. And I remember I was living up in Philadelphia, okay? That's why I went to school, okay? And I remember I was going out to have just because I had just got a new job. I just got my got a summer internship. All right. So I, I, my friend said, "Oh, come out and celebrate tonight." You know, she just got your internship. Let's go out and have a little cocktail. So I go to where he was at to have the cocktails. And as we're sitting there, there was this really, really, really tall and just well built. I mean, he was built. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? You know how um, it just looked looked like? I mean, he looked like something off a of Black Panther the movie. You see what I'm saying? But his thing, he wasn't a black man. He was Italian. Okay, I never, I never thought about Italian, but anyway, in Philly, they all over the place, and so, so here he is, here he is, he's sitting right there, and um, and I see him keep on looking at me out the corner of his eye, out the corner of his eye, but I was sitting with my friend having a little cocktail, celebrate my new little internship, right? Well, anyway, I need to go home that night. I need to get up in the next morning for my internship, so I go home. I took the little train to Sept, is what they call it in Philly. I took the train to go get home. Anyway, as I'm right when I'm getting off the train at my stop, my cell phone got reserved again because it's back in the day when you ain't had no, had no reception underground, right? So anyway, I get I get off the train. My phone is ringing, ringing, ringing. I said, "Yes, honey, yes." It was my friend. He says, "He says, he says, come back here." I said, "Why?" He said, "That guy who was in the bar staring, the tall Italian guy with the really nice body. Um, he he wants you to come back here." I was like, "Who?" He's like the guy who was staring. I said, well, listen, I only got enough um, enough train fare to get me back and forth to work this week. I can't afford to go back there. And so he said, he, he and so the guy snatched the phone from him. And he says, he says, he says, hey, beautiful. I said, who is this? He says, this is Ronaldo. I said, who? He says, the guy who was sitting beside the table staring at you. I said, okay, Ronaldo, nice to meet you. And he says, can you please come back here? I wanted, I wanted to be able to help you celebrate. I said, help me celebrate. I said, how you know what we're celebrating? He said, I'll listen to your conversation. I said, baby, I don't have enough bus fare to do that. I can't go back there. I, I ain't had no money back then. And so, and so he says, um, he says, um, he says, he says, do this. Get in a cab. We didn't have Uber back then. He said, get in a cab, go back. He said, come on back here and I'll meet you outside. I'll pay the cab fare. I said, you gonna pay my cab fare? He said, I'm gonna pay your cab fare. So I went on back. I went back. And I got in there, and as soon as I got in there, 
I didn't. He was tall, but he was really tall. I mean, I when I'm sit when I stood up because he comes and opens the cab door for me when I got out the door. He was sitting there waiting for me. He was really, really tall. I mean, his body just was something crazy. He's like a gladiator. Okay, this this man was built. And this just this wasn't just no I go to the gym every day kind of built. This was that grown man kind of built, baby. He built this way. Okay, baby. Eating all that eating all that spaghetti and all that linguine, baby. This man was built. Okay. I was like, okay. So I got out the car. I said, I said are you paying my cab fare or not? Okay, he gives me the money. I give it to the guy, right? And he gave a 20, right? The cab there was only seven dollars. I was gonna get the change. He says, let him have the change. I said, ooh, ooh, he got money. Okay. And so anyway, so anyway, we go inside. He's like, what are you gonna have to drink? I was like, I don't really drink like that. And he's like, well, let me get you something. I want to help you celebrate. And then so magically, as soon as I get in there and I get my drink, my friend was like, well, girl, I gotta go. And my friend left right at that moment. I said, it was a setup. So we're sitting there. I was a little resistant, but as we're talking, and we're, I remember we're both sitting on the bar stools, we're talking, and every time I was, every time I would say something funny, because I've always been, you know, I've always liked comedy, I've always, you know, been funny. He put his hand on my back, ha 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 ha, and always managed to pull me closer and pull me closer, right? And we're having cocktail after cocktail. I'm forgetting about the fact I gotta wake up at 6 a.m. the next morning, the next morning, because we're having cocktail after cocktail, and he's touching on me, we're having this conversation, it is so good, baby. I was just having a good time, and I was like, mm -mm, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And he He's like, well, let me take you home. I was like, you cannot take me home, but you can give me cab fare to get back home, okay? He's like, come on, come on. I was like, no, I have to get up in the morning. He says, well, how about this? If you're available over the weekend, I want to take you out. I said, okay. And then so he walks me out to get me a cab. He hails a cab for me, opens the door. As I'm getting in the car, he opens the door for me, grabs my hand to kind of help me into the cab, and he leans his face in. And I didn't realize he was leaning his face. I thought he was just closing the door. As soon as he leans his face and he grabs me by my chin and pulls me close to him, and I mean, gave me the deepest kiss ever. Do you hear me? It was so deep. It was so intense, baby. Oh my God. I mean, tongue, all of that. It was fabulous. And I'm just like, oh my God. Have you ever had a kiss so good where, where the bottom of your spine start to tingle? You start to tingle in your undercarriage. You know what I mean, honey? You start to, you, you know what I'm saying? That's what ended up happening. So listen, 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 listen. All right, I'm going somewhere with this. All right, this is a story of stories, baby. This is a story of stories. That's why I said I gotta put on, had to put on my special frock for this, for this bedtime story. Listen, 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 listen. So anyway, as promised, that weekend, I called him up and I was like, I'm happy to go out with you. You know, we can go out or whatever. So he says, all right, so we went out to some like little festival thing. I don't remember what it was. Um, out and about, we went there and we had such a good time together. You know, we're having a good time. You know, you know, go here, have a little cocktail here, food here, it was so good. You know, what I learned was that he was an entrepreneur. Um, he was a little older than me. He was in his early 30s. I was barely 20 at the time, darling. But you know, I, he was a seasoned man in my opinion. And so anyway, he was an entrepreneur. Um, he had several businesses, had a beautiful home just over the river in New Jersey. That's where all the folks who had money live. And so just lived good and everything like that. And um, and so we were having a great time getting to know him. I, I, at first I thought he was just some aggressive Italian guy. But what I learned was that he was just a really assertive guy who went after what he wanted. He was close to his mother, helped take care of her, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Single, very, very single, all that. Just He was like the perfect man. And so at the end of the night, I mean, we, you have the pictures. We were together all day. You know, you have a mimosa here, a cocktail here. By the end of the day, I was feeling a little loose, you know? And he was touching on me all day. We had all that sexual chemistry and all that sexual tension that was just building up. So by the end of the day, he says to me, he grabs me and he says, why don't you come back and see my home in New Jersey? I was like, 
I was like, it's late, and I don't think I can get a cab ride back home to my home in Philadelphia, which is right over the river. If I, um, it's just late at night. I was like, so I think I should go home. He was like, just come by my home. If you like, you know, if you want to go home, I promise you I'll take you home. And he had, he went, had remained true on his word the whole time. That's right, girl. Nicole Love, it was seasoned me. I'm going to tell you all about it in a minute. Okay? Click share. Click share and tell me you shared this. So anyway... So we, so I was like, okay, I guess. And you know, I really wanted to go, but you know, but you know, my, my good, my good upbringing told me to at least play hard to get, I had to at least be coy. Cause you know, when you're young, you think you're not supposed to let a man know that you really want it, but I really wanted it. I just couldn't let him know that. So anyway, we go into his, um, we go into his home. It was stunning. It was stunning. And I thought to myself, you didn't decorate this. I knew he didn't decorate it. It looked too nice for him to have decorated it, okay? Masculine energy. I'm like, mm, very masculine, man. I'm like, I don't think of you guys as decorators. I don't mean to be stereotypical, but let's be real. And so I said, that was the first thing I said. I said, you didn't decorate your home, did you? He said, no, Ashley, my ex-partner decorated it, you know, but you know, it was so beautiful. I felt like, you know, might as well keep it. I was like, but y'all aren't together. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He moved across the country. We're not together, anything like that. I said, like, okay, cool. So we sit there at his home. He had the most, I mean, it was stunning. This furniture, I mean, the couch had to be at least $20,000, okay? This is a big old beautiful home. I need you to picture this. A gorgeous house. I mean, it was stunning. I'm like, why does one person live in a house this ginormous? You know what I mean? And we sit there on the couch and we're sitting there talking and everything like that. Have a little glass of wine and we're talking. The lights are dimmed down. He's got some music playing. And baby, he like black music, okay? He had Anita Baker playing in the background. Caught up in the rapture of love. You know what I'm talking about? And it was just, I mean, he had, he had all kinds of stuff playing in the background. Listen, 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 listen. So we're sitting there, and before I know it, you know, I'm sitting there leaning on the couch. He gets up to get another glass of wine, but when he comes and sits down, honey, he did the move. You know what the move is. He comes down, and he sits on the other end, and he says, put your legs up on my lap. I put my legs up on his lap, and then he starts rubbing, giving me a foot rub, honey, giving me a foot rub. And, he, and I'm like, oh, this feels good, baby. I've been walking around all day, honey. He's giving me a foot rub and everything like that. And before you know it, the foot rub starts going up my leg. And I was wearing shorts that day. The foot rub is going up the leg. And before I know it, the, the, it's going up to my knees. If you ever had a man rub behind your knees, baby, honey, 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 your, un your undercarriage is going to get so hot, it's going to start steaming, okay? And, and, and we're still talking. I'm like, I'm like hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and, and that's when he kind of pulled me close. He grabs me. And, but, you know, because at this point, he's up on the couch. My legs are sort of up on him. And he pulls me closer to him. He was like, he's like, just relax, baby. You're safe. And when he said it, I believed him. I believed him, honey. And next I know he's rubbing on my knee and then rubbing up my thigh. And, and before I know it, before I know it, his hands are kind of going up under my shorts at this point in time. And he's rubbing and rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And, and before, you know, I've always worn the same kind of underwear. I'm, you know, so if you rubbing up on my thigh and if you rubbing up my, you know, rubbing up into my shorts and stuff like that, I don't wear big underwear. I wear little teeny tiny things. So now he's rubbing up there and kind of massaging on my booty cheeks. You see what I'm going? Massage on there. But I'm still wearing my shorts. He's just, and he's, and, and before I know it, we start kissing deeply. Or Orlando Clark said she shared the four groups. If you're in a group, honey, share this, okay, girls? Anyway, okay, some of y'all ain't getting no action. This is your action, baby. Share this thing, okay? And so, anyway, 
So anyway, he's doing all this, doing all this, and we start to kiss and start to kiss. And he is so big. I mean, you got to think, you know, I don't know if you can tell how tall I am. I'm about five, seven and a half on a good day, okay? And, you know, these days I'm a solid about 145-ish. You know what I mean? Back then I was probably a good 135, okay? I was younger, honey. I ain't have as much meat on my bones. You see what I'm saying? And so anyway, and he's a big dude. I mean, he had to be at least 6'3", uh, at least 220, but he wore that weight well. I mean, he was a big dude. You see what I'm saying? He could have been bigger than that, for all I know. And so all of this man is just all over me, and he is kissing on me. And I don't know if you know the feeling of how wonderful it feels when you have a man just laid between your legs, and you are kissing him, and he's rubbing on you, and you start to feel all of his manhood get excited, baby. And that's what it was. And I was young, honey. I wasn't very experienced back then, so I didn't know anything. You know, these days, honey, honey, I, I ran, I ran the streets in my twenties. Okay, honey. They say, they say, honey. They say that girl's been around the block. Well, baby, I built the block in my 20s. But at that point in time, I was still young, okay? And so anyway, I didn't know what to do. So I'm kind of being so submissive and letting him control everything. So I didn't, And he was clearly more experienced than me. He was clearly more experienced than me. So anyway, before I know, we get from kissing. And he gets to kissing on my neck. Oh, my God. And it felt so good. I don't know. When, when a man kissing your neck in the right way, you know what I'm saying? And you start to feel the tingles and your back start to arch up. You know what I'm talking about? And he's doing all that. He's kissing on my neck. And every time I pull away, he pull me closer. Not too forcefully, but assertively enough to let me know, baby, I'm in control of this thing. And I wanted him to be in control because it felt so good. Oh my God. I ain't never had nothing like that. Before that, I had my little high school boyfriend. He was cute. He was nice, baby, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a grown ass man like this one. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. And so anyway, he's doing all this and he's, and he's, and he's kissing and touching him before he know before I know, cause I was wearing a little t-shirt. He just grabs my shirt and just lifts it over my head. All I did was lift my arms up. So now I'm sitting there. I ain't got no shirt on, but he still got his clothes on. And then, and so he's kissing and kissing. He goes down my body, goes down my body, goes right here on right here. You see what I'm saying? And kissing it, kissing it. And as he's doing it, he starts sliding down my shorts, baby. And all I got is just a little piece of panty on, okay? I got, got a little piece of panty on, okay? Always wear your cute drawers when you go out with a man, honey. I'm telling you that right now, because even, even if you tell yourself you ain't going to go to his house, something could happen, you know? And I think you just walk differently when you got cute panties on. So anyway... He pulls that. So now I'm, I mean, he pulls off my shorts and I'm feeling so vulnerable because here he is still clothed. This big towering, um, this big towering Italian man, you know, with that olive skin and that thick, beautiful hair. He didn't have a stitch of hair on his body. I was like, how oh, you ain't got no hair on your body? It was so smooth. I can't even explain it. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm feeling so vulnerable, but vulnerable in a good way. You know what I mean? You just feel, you feel like you're almost just naked to him. And then, and I'm just like, honey, do what you want with my body. That's all I was thinking was just do what you want. Yes, 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 yes. I was being handled and I loved every bit of it. Okay. Before I knew it, before I knew it, he slides those drawers off honey. And let me tell you, baby, there was not a spot on my body that he not only kissed, but that he licked. Oh my God, honey. He just went everywhere and anywhere, baby. He was licking behind my ears, in front of my ears, on my nipples, on my thighs, on my everything. Oh, honey. He ate here, honey. Honey, honey. He ate the groceries. He did. He did, baby. Oh my God. I ain't never had it like that. It was, it was mesmerizing. It was so good. I could not think of anything else on earth, okay? I, I literally could not focus. I literally could not focus, okay? 
Before I know it, it was only one thing left to do, honey. It's only one thing left to do because by this time I'm completely naked and so is he. You know what I mean? At that point in time when he's done everything else to you and it's only thing the only, only thing that's left to do is for him to finally give you what you've been wanting all along. And that's what he did, honey. Okay? Now I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. He was a big man in terms of his body. And his peace certainly matched it. He was a big man, okay? Not no craziness, but I'm talking about like big, intimidating a little bit, where when you see it, you like, oh shit, oh shit. I've never been with anything like that, okay? You know what I mean? I had my high school boyfriend who was, you know, he was good, he was built, but I ain't never had nothing like that before. And I, so when I saw it, I was like, oh. Oh, I was, I was intimidated. I was like, oh, just like this. And he was like, he was like, he was like, baby. He was like, just trust me. I got you. He said, I got you. You know what a man tells you? He got you. I was like, are you sure? He was like, he said, I got you. I was like, go slow. Go slow. He was like, I got you. Baby, he got down there and he got to eat. And you know how, so, honey, let me tell you this. If he, ain't willing to, if he ain't willing to eat that shit the right way, before he get up in that shit, he don't need to get in it, okay? If you not eating, you ain't getting in it. That's my rule, okay? Baby, he got that thing right. Okay, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all grown women out there, grown men out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? That's right, best friend. I'm telling you this, okay? Share this video. So anyway, he goes, and before I even know it, he had gotten me right and ready, and my body just received him. You see what I'm saying? No tension, no nothing, honey. And I hadn't been having sex, honey, so my stuff was tight and right, okay? And he got in that thing and bay. B, it was intoxicating. He wasn't doing no, no bunny rabbit stuff. You know, these men be doing all that kind of stuff. No, baby. Oh, my God. Every every stroke was so thoughtful. Every single, I mean, everything. And then, and then he would just, because he was so big, he could handle me. He just would turn me over and move me in any position, baby. I didn't even have to say what, what position you wanted, baby, because he was putting me in the positions. And it was like somehow or another, he just knew what my body needed. Have you ever been with someone like that where they just telepathically knew what your body needed? needed, okay? I'd have to tell him because when he would just, he knew just to go at that angle. When he go at that angle, oh, I could be like, oh. You know what I mean? He would go at that. He would hit an angle and you'd be like, oh my God, I didn't even know I had that. He was hitting parts of my body. I didn't even know what I had, honey. He was, he was paving new trails. I was like, how is this possible? At one point in time, I'm sitting there and I'm, uh, 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 I can't even talk, baby. My eyes are, too, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Baby, look, like you're having a seizure. Uh, and then he looking at me and he just smiling. He's smiling at me, looking me deep in the eyes. And honey, honey, you know, when a man looks you deep in the eyes like that, he's looking you deep in the eyes as he is taking your soul. You better run. You better run, baby. Because that one there, honey, honey, that's some devil dick right there, baby. It was too good to be true, baby. Oh, my God. He tore that thing down. Okay? From the next, after that point, the next day, I remember I went to work and he called me up. He called me up the next day at work. In the middle of the day, he's like, how you doing? I was like, <laughs> I'm doing good, I'm doing good. And he was like, last night was amazing. I was like, oh my God, it was. It took me back. I was starting to get tingling right there. He was like, what you doing after work? I was like, I'm going home. He was like, no, 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 I'm gonna pick you up from work. Let me take you to dinner tonight. I was like, okay. This is the next day. So he takes me to dinner that next day. And then he says, you know, um, you know, you want to stay at my house? Baby, hell yeah, I want to stay at this house. I lived in a little studio 
above an arcade and there was a Mexican restaurant beside the arcade and every time they burned something, I could smell it in my in my bedroom, okay? Which was my living room too. Yes, I wanna go to your, to your big ass house in New Jersey. What the fuck you think, okay? Went to New Jersey that night, baby. I thought maybe he was just good the first time. Baby, it was so good the next time because this time, honey, 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 the last time he had me on my back. This time, honey, he had me on my knees, honey. I thought I thought only bad girls did it did it from behind. Let let the men do it from behind. I thought I thought the good girls did did a good missionary style. Yeah, that's what I thought, honey. Before I knew it, baby, he had me on my knees. I'm, I'm, honey, I'm trying I'm trying to keep it together because I, I know I know some of y'all saying MJ don't give it to us rated or give it to us PG. I know, but so anyway, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Honey, 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 he right there, baby. All I could do was just like scream out, right? I was so loud, I was so loud, baby. You know what he did, you know what he did? He grabbed this, home. he did this what he did, just like this, just like this. He said, here, and threw the pillow in front of me. He said, bite this, and threw the pillow right in front of me. Baby, all I could do was bite the pillow and hold onto it and let him steal my soul, okay? It was so good. From then on out, every single night, every single night, every single night, I was at his house every single night. And then when I wasn't working on weekends, I was always with him. And you know, he was a nice guy, but you know, over time I started to notice certain things about him, okay? Because as passionate as he was in the bedroom, he was also passionate in some other ways that I noticed may not have been always the best way, okay? So let me tell you the first way that I noticed this, okay? So I was, I remember one day, for whatever reason, we were at his house and he had this really long, 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 long hallway with beautiful, beautiful pictures on it. And for whatever reason, I think I was carrying something down the hallway or something like that, and I bumped into the wall and the picture fell off the wall. The picture fell off the wall. And it was a big, beautiful picture. It was glass, and when it fell off the wall, I immediately went to grab it because I was like, oh God, this thing probably cost more than my rent. And so I caught it before it could break. Well, anyway, listen, I, as soon as it, I caught it, I looked at the wall there's a big old hole in it. Now, I know what a fist through the wall look like, baby, okay? I didn't grow up in a perfect environment, okay? I've seen somebody punch a fist in the wall, okay? He had a fist. It looked like somebody had punched the wall. So I said, I said, I said, Ronaldo, I said, um, I said, what is this? I said, looks like there's a hole in your wall. He says, yeah, baby, that's nothing. And just put the picture, put the painting back up there. I said, okay. And he, and I, he slapped my ass. I said, go ahead, take that back to the room. Went back to the room. And we get in bed that night, and I was like, I said, baby, I was like, that looked like it was a, like someone punched a hole in the wall. I was like, what was that about? And he was like, he's like, baby, it was nothing. I was like, are you sure? And he looked at me in my eyes. He said, he said, he said you're so cute. He said, he said, you're all concerned about nothing. They don't need to be concerned about. He pulls me closer. He kisses me. And before I know it, we back at it again, okay? And I, and I didn't even think about it again. Honey, the story gets on, goes on from here, honey. You thought that this was deep, baby. I got more for you, okay? So, a couple weeks later, I, for whatever reason, I didn't have to work on, on this particular weekday. And by this time, I'm at his house every single day. I really didn't even need to be at my house anymore. And I'm at his house every day. I got a key, all this kind of stuff. So I'm sitting there at his house. He's out at one of his businesses during the day. You know, he had businesses. He did very well. And this particular day, um, he, this is back, we had VCRs back then, right? We had DVD players, but this is back when you had both your DVD player and your VCR. 
So I went to, I was, I was trying to put in a video onto his VCR, but I was looking for a video and you know, he had all, he had them all stacked. It was a beautiful system, like a, a, a like a, like a cabin with all the, with all the stuff in there, you know, the VCR, the, the DVDs, all the kind of stuff. And so I was looking for it. And then for whatever reason, I think I knocked, a, I knocked one of the, the, the VCR tapes behind the cabinet by accident. I didn't really understand it. Was, the back was open. So I accidentally knocked it back there. So I'm reaching back there. I'm reaching back there. Okay. To grab the, um, to grab the video and my hand hit on something that was, um, that felt like it was metal. Right. And I, and I was like, what is that? And I grabbed it and immediately knew what it was. Baby. It was a handgun. It was a handgun. Dead ass. It was a handgun. It was a gun. Okay. I was like, oh my God. So I'm sitting here at home at his house by myself. I got this gun in my hand, okay? I immediately put that thing down. I put it down because I'm not a big gun person, you know? Um, I've been around guns in my life. I'm just not a big gun person. So literally, literally, okay? So then I'm like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Okay? I didn't know what to do, but something in my spirit said, go into the hallway and take the other pictures off the wall to see if there are any other holes behind those pictures. There was probably six pictures along this long, beautiful hallway. I mean, it had the most beautiful, like marble floors down this hallway. This was a house house, right? So I took some of the pictures off the wall and when I took them off the wall, what I saw was that three of the photos were covering holes in the wall, literally. So they were strategically placed to cover holes. That's what it was seen, right? So when he got home that night, I said, I said, hey, baby, how are you? Immediately came to the door and I kissed him and everything like that. And it was something about every time he kissed me, even when I was concerned, it just sent chills down my spine. It was, I was, I was stigmatized. I'm so on it. I'm on it. He put a spell on me. So anyway, I go and I kiss him. And I'm like, I'm like, baby, I was like, can I show you something? He's like, yeah. And I showed, because I left the pictures down. I left the pictures down. I said, baby, there are holes. There are three holes in the wall. And it seemed like the pictures are here just to hide those holes. Why is that, baby? And then he grabs me and pulls me close. And he's like, he's like, baby, why are you worried about these things? That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. I said, those look like fists went through the wall. I know what that looks like. And he was like, baby, it's nothing. He tries to kiss on me, tries to kiss on me. And I just, I wasn't feeling by that point. You, when you have, when you end up finding a gun and you end up seeing holes in the wall, you're not, you, you're not feeling hot and heavy in that moment. Okay. I didn't feel unsafe yet, but I did feel like something was wrong. And then he grabs my hand because he noticed I was not giving in like I normally would give in. And he pulls me into the kitchen and he lifts me up and sits me on the countertop. He was very strong. He was listening on the countertop and then wraps my legs around him. And he's sitting right there. We're sitting on the countertop in the kitchen at this big old island in the kitchen. And he says, baby, he says, I need to be honest with you. I was like, yes. He was like, the reason why my last relationship ended was because it was a bit toxic. I said, toxic, what do you mean? And I was young. He said, so I didn't really have a lot of context. I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, my ex um, and I, you know, it got physical sometimes. It was my ex initiating it. And, and, you know, at times, you know, I would get so frustrated that rather than hitting him, I would have to hit the wall because my ex was so much smaller than me. I couldn't imagine hitting him myself. I had to hit something and I'm not proud of that, but you know, it was, it, you know, when, when you have someone attacking you and yelling at you, you just don't know what to do. And he painted this story for me that made me almost feel bad for him. Like, gosh, he really did not have anywhere else to take his anger out. He really didn't. So I said, well, baby, how about this? I was like, what if you get the holes filled? You know, that'd be a good thing to do. And, um, and I was like, and another thing I was like, 
I also early today I um I saw a, I found a gun. I found a gun. What was that? And I'm asking him this nervous what his answer is going to be. Because I knew he had businesses. I didn't really know what all the businesses were, but I knew he had businesses. I didn't know what was up with him, you know? And so I said, why did you have guns? Why do you have a gun in there? What was that? He's a little baby, you know, I, you know, you know, I'm a young man, got a house like this. You know, I want to just make sure that things are safe. I want to make sure you're safe. I was like, okay. And I said, is there any other things in this house that I could come across? I'm here every day. I, you know, I clean up occasionally. You know, is there anything else I may find here? He said, I've got another gun. I was like, where? And he takes me and shows me where it was. It's very open. Takes me into the bedroom, shows me exactly where it is. And he puts it in my hand. He puts it directly in my hand. I said, no, baby, I don't want to touch this. I'm afraid of guns. And he's like, he's like, he's like, be comfortable with it. Be comfortable with it. There's nothing wrong with it. You'll never have to use it, but there's nothing for you to be afraid of. I said, okay. All right. So I said, all right. I touched it. I said, no, can you just put it down, put it away again, put it away. And so he's, it's, he's head it's right over there. Yeah, you, I'm trying to be transparent with you, okay? I said, okay. For me, a part of me felt closer to him that he was being transparent with me. You know me, honey, young and dumb, just young and dumb thing. Oh, well, he being open with me, okay? So part of me was comforted by that. We went to bed that night. I was still a little bit nervous. And I'm kind of, not nervous or afraid of him, but I'm kind of leaning off to the side of the bed like this. And you know, not like I normally was just hot and ready for him when he got in the bed and he and he pulls me closer. He's like, what's wrong, baby? I was like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just, it's just a lot that's happened today. And then he was like, he says, I know, baby. I know, baby, he says, and he pulls me real close to him, right? And he gets on top of me and just climbs between my legs, right? And it wasn't sexual at this point. My legs are just kind of wrapped around him. And he's laying there and he rubs the side of my face just like this, right? And he's sitting there and he says, baby, what I need you to know is that you're safe with me. I'm a good man. I would never do anything to hurt you. We all have a past, you know, and I'm glad I'm not in that toxic relationship. And it's a blessing that that relationship's over. Because if that wasn't over, I wouldn't have been able to meet somebody like you. And then I was like, I know, baby. And then he pulls my chin up a little bit like this, like, because I was leaning down. He pulls it up. He's like, he's like, baby. He says, I love you. That's why I'm being honest with you like this. He hadn't told me he loved me yet, baby. When he told me he loved me, baby. I said, you love me. He's like, I love you. Oh, honey. Before I know, we're kissing again. And we had sex so good that night. So passionate that night. It made the first time that I told y'all about, it made the first time seem like nothing. It was so amazing. It was so deep. It was so passionate. I'm talking about those deep strokes. You know what I'm talking about? Honey, okay? I'm talking about just kissing it. Just the whole time, it was crazy, okay? Oh my God. We stopped, and then next thing you know, we're going again. We stopped, we're going again. We wasn't done until the, until the, the sun was literally starting to come up, okay? It was deep. I mean, I'm like, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And that's why he's being open with me. He wants to protect me and wants to keep me safe. Well, you know, that that held me over for a little while. I, I ignored sometimes when he would kind of, his temper would flare up. He never flared up on me. I would hear him on his work calls and he'd be talking with his staff. And if somebody did something, I mean, he could go off. He'd be in his office, you know, and I would hear him go off. I mean, he cussed these people out like they like they were scum on the street, you know. I ignored that because I said, that's just, he's just managing his business, you know. And I never really knew much about the business. I never asked questions. Um, but fast forward, you know, 
I started to notice that he started to have a wandering eye when we would be out and about. And I would say, baby, why you always got to stare at people so much? And he, says, and he would say, baby, why can't you be secure in knowing that I love you? And he kissed me, pulled me close and all that. And I would say, I know, baby. I know. I know. I know. And then that night we'd have passionate sex. And, and I just, I literally just would, no matter what I saw, I kind of would just let it go. Because, I mean, the loving was good. The sex was right. He took great care of me. I, I, I mean, honey, I could have lost my wallet during that relationship. I never knew it. I never had to spend a dime, you know? Um, I don't even think I was paying my rent anymore. He would take care of that at the, at the home I would never go to, you know? And so I just, I said, you know, you've met a good man. He's a good man, honey. And you just, you just have to deal with it. Well, he owned a club, right? I knew he owned a club too. So one night we went out to one of his clubs. Now this was a club where I didn't know this in the beginning of a relationship, so don't judge me, okay? But he owned a club and maybe they had dancers there. I don't know. Maybe it's the kind of club where, where women and folks were on the poles and people gave him money. You know, I don't know. But anyway, we went there. I learned that later on. He was a businessman. He had different, he had different endeavors. Okay. So we go out to one of his clubs one night and um we're sitting in there. And he had a couple cocktails, you know. He liked his cocktails. I was never really heavy drinking. Whenever he drank heavy, I didn't drink. I really wouldn't drink at all. Cause like somebody's got to be, you know, in their right mind to get us home or whatever. And this one particular night, he goes up to the stage, and I learned that he was bisexual that night <laughs> because he goes up to the stage, and I thought he was going to speak to one of the dancers. And what he did was he walks up to her like to tell her something, but then when he's talking to her, he's got his hand on her leg as he's talking to her. And then when he, and as he's finished talking to her, he kind of goes like this on her leg and slaps her ass. I was like, oh, oh, that's a lot for you to be doing to your staff. They look like they had a rapport. So he comes back to the, to the, to where I was sitting at. And I was like, baby, have you ever slept with her before? And he was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, why are you worried about that? Now he's a little bit more aggressive. He's not as soft as he used to be with his responses. He's like, why are you even worried about that? I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just curious. I saw you grab her and slap her ass. He's like, he said, don't I take good care of you? I said, I do, you do, baby. But he says, and, and don't I treat you good? I was like, you do, baby. But I'm just saying, and, and so why are you worried about it? And as he's saying this, he's getting closer and closer to my face. So it's mildly intimidating. This guy's 6'3", over 200 pounds. I'm barely 5'7 and a half. I always like to take my half, you know? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine, baby. It's fine. And I'm, I'm young. I'm barely 20 years old. This man is, is you know, 30-something, late, early 30s, whatever he was, you know, early 30s. And I'm like, honey, you know, I, I did not know that it was something that was becoming toxic. I did not know that. I didn't, okay? So I just kind of let it go. And then um, we went back to his club maybe a week or two later, you know, and... The same thing happened again. Here he's flirting with somebody else near another one of the dancers. I was like, okay, all right. It was really, I was uncomfortable. One of the manager, the girl who had there managing the, managing the um, establishment, real nice girl. Um, I was sitting there talking to her and I, she kept seeing me look off at him and she's like, I don't know how you put up with that. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you seem just, you seem like you're too nice with a guy like him. I was like, what do you mean a guy like him? And she looks at me like, are you crazy? Like, you don't know what kind of guy you're with? And I was just like, I was like, what do you mean a guy like him? 
And she's like, oh, honey, honey, this is him all the time. That's the least that you got to be concerned about with him. I said, are you saying that he's had sex with other people? When I said that, she just <laughs> laughed and she said, sweetheart, you're so immature, right? She says, you're a baby. That's what she says to me. She's probably in her 50s. You're a baby. I said, and she saw my eyes welling up. I was about to cry at that point. I was literally about to cry. And so she says, here, sweetheart. She says, she says, let's do this. She says, you rode here with him? I was like, yeah. She's like, he's too drunk to leave right now. And so she says, I'm going to sneak out. I'll drive you back home. You know, just, just head out. You'll deal with him later. Because I couldn't be in that environment. So she's driving back to his house. I was like, no, no, no. Drive me to my home. Drive me to my home. The place I hadn't been to in months. So we go to my home. Honey, I haven't been there in so long, baby. The key barely worked. I had to jiggle the key to get in there. And then next thing I know, I've been home for maybe a half hour. My phone rings. It's Ronaldo. He's drunk. He's drunk. And he's like, he's like, where are you? I was like, I'm at home. I'm at home. And he says to me, he's like, he's like, all right, I'm coming to the house. Make sure you make sure you open the gate when you get there. I left my gate open. He had gates in front of the house. Like, make sure you open the, make sure you hit the, open the gates. I left my gate open. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not at your home. I'm at my home. He's like, in the city? I was like, yeah. He's like, how the fuck did you get there? I said, I found a way to get there. I didn't tell him that his, that his manager took me there. I don't want, I don't want her to get in trouble. And so I said, I said, I just, I got a cab. And so he's, I'm coming to you right now. Don't go anywhere. Okay. So he comes there and I was never afraid of him. He never put his hands on me and maybe, you know, got in my face a little bit. But honey, when you come from a, from the past that I come from, baby, a man getting in your face a little bit, that ain't scared me. Okay. And so I was, so he, so he comes, he comes there and I come on out front. I come out front. I wasn't gonna let him come in. And he's like, he's like, get in the fucking car. I was like, no, I'm not getting in the car. And I, he's like, why? He's like, why are you acting like this? Why are you acting like this? You know, you're acting like an immature bitch. And they're like, right? They, they, now they start calling you names, right? He's drunk. I'm sitting there like this. And he's going off. Now, by this point in time, I wasn't stupid, okay? When he said he was coming, I called up one of my friends who was nearby, and I said, can you just stand in the doorway? So I knew that if he went off, my friend could come out the doorway. And, you know, that's another, you know, masculine male presence that could be there just to kind of chill him out. He didn't know my friend was there. So I'm standing real calm because I know I got reinforcements behind the door. And he's going off, going off, going off. And, and, and then next thing I know, this man sits down on the curb just like this, just like this, sits on the curb like this. And, and I'm like, I was like, why are you sitting on the curb? Why are you sitting on the curb? I was like, get up, baby, get up. And then when I went to touch his shoulder, I just feel his shoulder shaking like this. <laughs> He's crying. He's crying. <laughs> now, baby, that melted my heart, honey. You know what I mean? A man do so much terrible stuff, but the minute he starts to cry, your heart's melted. And I'm like, outside. I leaned in on him and I wrapped my arms around him and I buried my face and sat from behind as he's sitting on the curb. And I was like, baby, I was like, I was like, you're drunk. Get up. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just feel like I fucked up again. I fucked up again. Like, I thought I was gonna be better with you. I, 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 I I'm not this guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a cheating kind of guy. I'm not this kind of guy. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm telling you, I'm working hard to be a good man for you. He's going to this whole thing, baby. My heart is melting again. I said, baby, get up, get up, get up. So I pull him up. I pull him up. I couldn't pull him up because he's big, but you know, I'm kind of guiding him to get up. And we get in, and so, so I got into his car so he could sit in the car, and I got in the passenger side just to sit beside him. 
and he's crying. He's putting himself together. I'd never seen him cry. You know, like not like that. I'd never seen him cry, to be quite honest. And I'm sitting there as he's crying. I'm just kind of rubbing on him and as he's crying. And he pulls it together. I'm like, baby, it's okay. Because I didn't... I did, was too young to know that he was toxic. And beyond that, I was I was under a spell. It was the good sex. It was the money. It was the attention. It was that he looked like the man of my dreams. You know, shit, he looked better than the man of my dreams, you know? And, and I, so I was just, I was just, I just wanted to just have whatever we were going through to get fixed and we can just get through it. You know what I mean? When your man is acting a mess, you don't want to leave him. You just want him to change so y'all can go back to normal, you know? So anyway, we're sitting there and he says, baby, um, he's like, let's just go, let's go back home. Let's go back, to, let's go back home. And he starts to turn on the ignition. And I was like, no, I was like, no, baby. First of all, he was drunk. I'm not about to get in the car to go home drunk with him. Second of all, my friend is sitting there in the doorway. So I'm not going to just leave my friend stranded there. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I was like, no, baby, I can't do it. I was like, actually, my friend is here. Who, what friend is here? I was like, I don't know, my friend Robert, somebody, I don't know what my friend's name was. And I was like, my friend Robert, there's a man there? I was like, I said, he's my friend, honey. I didn't know how you would behave. And so I, I, what the fuck do you mean? You got, you got a man here? And so I was like, I was like, no. He's like, you fucking left tonight because you got a man? And then I, he goes off. He's drunk. And so he's going off on me. And then literally, mark my words what he did. He goes and he's like, push on the steering wheel. Just hit on the steering wheel. And I'm like backing up against the doorway. I'm backing up against the doorway at this point in time. He's punching on the steering wheel, just hitting it. And you're hearing the horn go, <laughs> as he's hitting the steering wheel. This shit was fucking nuts. And I was afraid to get out of the car because I was afraid if I even reached for the doorknob, he was going to grab me. And by this point, somehow or another, I had avoided him touching me and I did not want him to hit me. I felt paralyzed with fear. And I'm like, I'm like, baby, calm down. I'm not going to fucking calm down. He's going in. Robert comes out the door. My friend comes out the door. He sees the guy. This is the fucking guy. This is He's going off, right? He's screaming at me. And before I know it, he goes and he grabs his rearview mirror. And I've never seen someone do this. Why do you know it's possible? He rips the rearview mirror out. Because you he pulled that thing out and he's got in his hand. I'm like, I thought he's gonna hit me with this. So I go back like this, and then he starts just hitting the he started hitting the um what do you call it? Hitting the counter, like the the the, the dashboard with the rear view mirror, like he's going off. Okay, I'm seeing how those how those holes got into the wall in his damn house. He is going off, okay? And I am literally petrified. Okay, I did not know what to do. So as he's doing this, doing this, I just grabbed the door and I yanked it open. I just jumped out the car real fast. I jumped out as fast as I could. And my fear was that he was going to run out of the car and grab me. Thankfully, he didn't. As soon as I jumped out the car, Robert comes and grabs me and he just, and next thing I know, I just hear his car go and, and just, just goes away. He just, he just drives off. I am scared. I call up his bar manager. The woman drove me and I said, I said, he is going crazy. I was like, I don't know if he's safe. I don't know what's going on. You know, and th that's the thing about people. When you're in a toxic relationship, you find yourself being concerned about the toxic person where you're concerned about you. I wasn't concerned about the fact that I'd just been exposed to all this. I'm concerned about somehow, some, find him. I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to get into a crash. I don't know what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. And I'm young, you know? And so anyway, he goes home, makes it home, whatever, calls me up. I didn't answer the phone. Calls me repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. Finally, this is just voicemails. He is sobbing and crying. Message after message after message after message. Just crying, crying, crying. And then sometimes he'd be crying. Sometimes it sound like rage. He just was all over the place. So I was like, I can't see him again. I can't see him tonight at least. Robert was like, you need to be done with him. I was like, no, he's not normally like this. He just had a lot to drink tonight. Because I had never seen him that bad before. I was like, he just had a lot to drink that night. Well, two or three days later, he calls me up. Very, very, very calm. 
And he says, baby, open your door. I said, I'm not, I don't want to see you. He's like, I'm not out there. He says, just open your door. I opened my door. It was the biggest bouquet of beautiful white roses that you'd ever seen in your life. It was huge, right? It was so big, I could barely lift it myself, right? Because it, it came in a big old glass vase. So, and so I said, I said, what is this? He's like, I had it delivered for you. Take it inside. And he apologizes and everything like that. And he says to me, baby, baby, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get into therapy. You know, I'm gonna stop drinking. You know, I'm not gonna go to the club anymore. You know, I'll let I'll let the manager, whatever. Let's say her name is Sarah. I'll, I'll let Sarah handle handle the club. I don't need to be in that environment. I want to be focused on you, right? So he's telling me everything that I wanted to hear, that I wanted to hear, but I knew it wasn't what I needed to do. I knew it wasn't what I needed to do. And he's telling me this, telling me this, telling me this, telling me this. I said. I, I don't, I said, that's not enough, babe. I said, you really scared me and you could have hurt me. He's like, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt you. I would never hurt you. And then he says, um, he says, he says, babe, I'm going to come by. I'm going to come by. Let me just come by there and see you in person. Let me see you in person. I said, no, baby, don't come by my house. Don't see me in person. I don't want to see you. Because I didn't know what he would do if he got there. You know, he came anyway. I didn't come outside. This grown ass man who said he wasn't going to drink anymore, wasn't going to do nothing else anymore, is out in the goddamn street screaming. Screaming, come out here, baby. I love you. I love you. Big old Italian man standing in the middle of the street screaming, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm yelling out the window. I'm ye this is the most dramatic shit on earth. I'm yelling out the window, go home. Go home. If you don't go home, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call the police. You, you know he got a gun. And so when he heard that, he decided he, he left to go home. When he left to go home, I called him up the next morning. I said, listen, this cannot work. We are done. We are done. He says, okay. He says, okay, okay, okay. I accept this. He says, baby, I'll get myself together and I'll come back to you. I'm going to come back to you a better man. I promise you I'm going to come back to you. I was still under the spell. I wanted him to come back to me. I wanted him to come back to me so bad. You know, for the next couple months, I would call around. I would ask about him and ask his friends how he was doing and everything like that. A lot of times I didn't hear anything better. And then eventually, I heard that he was dating somebody new. I heard he was dating somebody new. This is maybe a year later. And by that time, I was in a, a relationship myself with a real good man, you know, a nice, calm man. And... And I was like, okay, well, he's moved on. I've moved on, right? Every now and again, he'd reach out to me and say, I'm just checking on you, you know? Well, one night, I was out to dinner with my, uh, with my then boyfriend. And I remember we had a Thai place. And I get uh, um, a text message. And the text message says, I'm, it's from him, from Ronaldo. I'm sorry, I can't go on anymore. Okay, y'all listen. I'm sorry I can't go on anymore. I'm sorry. I was like, what? What does he mean? I showed it to my boyfriend. I was like, what does he mean? He's like, is this, he's like, is this dude about to commit suicide or something? I was like, because it occurred to me, oh my God. So I immediately called him up. I immediately called him up, right? I called him up. And I said, I was like trying to reach him. His phone doesn't answer. He you go to his, it goes to the voicemail and on the voicemail was some sad music playing on it. Like he like he put sad music on his voicemail. I'm like, what the fuck? He never has stuff on his voicemail. Like what? I was so scared. I was so scared. I called up 
I, I called his friends. I called everybody for the rest of the night. I'm calling hospitals all over, all over Jersey. Um, trying to see, is he in there? I'm trying to see what's going on. Nobody has the information. They're like, we got the same call. We got the same message, right? Listen, listen, listen. I was like, oh my God. 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 I'm, I'm literally in tears at this point because you have to think just a year earlier, I was in love with this man. For as toxic as he was, that only came at the very end of it. This was a man who I was in love with. Like, he literally had been in my heart. He had been in my body. You know, I mean, it was, I had a, I had a connection to him that felt cosmic. You see what I'm saying? I was hypnotized by him. And so I'm crying, you know, and my, and my, unfortunately, my boyfriend at the time, he understood. He understood that I was like grieving. You know, you get this kind of news. And so then, like, maybe that next day in the evening, because this must have been like a Sunday night. So on that Monday in the evening, I get a call from Sarah, the bar manager. And she says, she says, can you talk? I said, yeah, what's going on? I said, what's, how's he doing? Where's he at? Has anybody heard anything? Where's he at? You know, did he kill himself? Is he alive? You know, I don't know anything. Can you imagine going for 24 hours wondering if somebody's dead or not? And so she says, listen, and listen close. I was like, what? And she says, He's not dead. I was like, well, what is he? She says, he's in the hospital. I was like, why? Did he? Did the tip not go through? She says, listen, listen. She says, sweetheart, you got out of something really bad. You got out of something that could have gotten really bad. The guy who he dated after you, he says, it was a bad relationship from jump. You know, he treated him real good. He says, but it got abusive. Got abusive real fast. And he says, on this one particular night, that night, last night, they got an argument at the nightclub. I'm assuming it was about his antics. They go into the parking lot. They start arguing in the parking lot. He's accusing, accusing Ronaldo of cheating. They get into a big argument, get into a big fight. Next thing you know, Ronaldo hits him, knocks him to the ground. He falls on the ground. The boy's on the ground like this, you know. Ronaldo had a type, he likes little men. So I can only assume the guy was a little. And um, he's on the ground. He's trying to guard himself. And Ronaldo's just, bam, just wailing on him, just wailing on him, just wailing on him. And like hitting him, like hitting him hard at this point. Hit him to the point where the boy goes unconscious. Okay? He goes unconscious. The guy was probably about my age, probably about my age, about 20 years old, something like that. He goes unconscious, right? Ronaldo is drunk. Freaks out. He gets up, starts crying. I killed him, I killed him, I killed him. He, he thinks he killed him because the guy's unconscious. I mean, you know, on the ground, he thought he killed him. And then he jumps in his car, speeds home, speeds home. Listen to me when I tell you this. He speeds home, gets home, doesn't even pull into the garage, just leaves his car in the driveway. In fact, they said when they got there, the car was almost on the lawn. It was on the lawn and in the driveway, kind of like, just like he just pulled up there, goes in the door, doesn't even close the front door, goes into his bathroom, and this is what they guess happened at this point in time. He must have planned to kill himself because what he did was he um, sent these text messages out to whoever he sent it out to. I think it was five of us that he sent the text messages out to. And he took the pills. But here's the thing. He had never tried to commit suicide before, so he didn't take enough pills. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. Basically, all he did was just kind of knock himself out. And so somebody, well, of course, when they got this thing, they sent the police to his house for a wellness check. They saw him there. They took him to the hospital at that point in time. And that's that's what it was. So long story short, 
Um, the boy didn't die. Um, he did have, you know, some issues with, you know, hemorrhaging in his head. You know, this is really bad. And, um, you know, he came back from that. You know, um, he did eventually heal. It was a very long healing process. Uh, Ronaldo, from what I understand, he did end up having to go to jail for some time. But he's a man with a lot of money and he didn't spend very much time in there. Um, I changed my number. I changed my number. I never feared him do anything to me, but I just didn't want him to reach out to me. You know what I mean? Um, and so I changed my number. And I focused on being the best partner to my new king. Years later, years later, um, I was out at a bar. And who comes up to me? It was Ronaldo. He looked terrible. I could tell he was probably using drugs. He was a big guy but he lost a lot of weight. You know, he looked kind of skittish, you know what I mean? You, you look like he was on something, you know what I mean? And so I saw him and I said, well, good to see you, good to see you. I wasn't afraid, but I kind of just, it's like you see you see a stranger. You see somebody who you've seen before, but they feel like a stranger to you. I ended the conversation real fast. I, my boyfriend was there, I was like, oh, meet so-and-so. He's like, oh, nice to meet you, he was very polite. And I left it at that, I left it at that. I don't know where Ronaldo is today, but I do know the lesson that I gained from this. The lesson that I gained from this is this. You have to be conscious of the fact that when you let someone into your body, you see what I'm saying? When you let someone into your heart and your mind, you have to be conscious of the fact that what you're doing is you're opening yourself and you're making yourself very vulnerable, right? And when you're vulnerable to someone, you don't see their flaws all the time. You don't. When you're vulnerable to someone, you don't always see the things about them. You see them, but you don't always want to acknowledge the things about them. You say, something ain't right about that. Something ain't right about this. Something ain't right about that. You want to disregard them. My lesson to you is don't. I don't care how good the sex is. I don't care how much money he spends on you. I don't care how many beautiful things he tells you. I don't care how beautiful his touch feels. If something doesn't feel right, you need to slow down, okay? Your intuition is there for a reason. When I saw that first hole in the wall on that beautiful marble hallway, and something in my mind said, that's a fist hole, and he disregarded and just, and just proceeded just to take me into the bedroom and just ravish me, honey, so I could forget about it. I should have paid attention then. When I saw the other holes in the wall, I should have paid attention to them. When I saw the gun, I should have paid attention to them. When I saw all the flirting with other people, I should have paid attention to them. When I saw him in the hall, in, the, in his office, going off on his workers like that. You know what I'm saying? Going off on these people. If he was in person with them, I could have pictured him hitting these people. I should have paid attention then. I was ignoring every single thing about him that I didn't like because those things didn't correspond with the picture of him that I wanted to be true. Now, maybe you've done this before. Maybe your story wasn't as dramatic as mine, but the reality is this. The impact can be the same thing. You can literally ruin your life and waste your time and end up in regretting. For some of you all end up in a hospital or in a grave from ignoring the signs that you see up front. There's no dick. There's no loving. There's no money good enough to make you ignore when something isn't right. My lesson is very clear within this, girls, ladies and gentlemen. Trust your instincts. Pay attention to them. And if you're ever not sure, slow down. Stop what you're doing 
until you get answers and you get clarity. And if you don't get clarity, baby, then you need to leave. Sometimes you just got to trust that something ain't right. You don't need the full picture. Just trust that something ain't right and it will be revealed to you later on. But do what's best for you, darling, and trust your instincts. Thanks you so much for watching my story, darlings. Mm, I love you to death. Click share on this video. Bye-bye.